Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. This is a Locker Room Production. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Take Podcast. I am one of the co-hosts, Mr. Michael, the Hebrew Hammer Brown. Happy Wednesday to everybody that is going to join us here live on the Locker Room app. I am here to break down the Western Conference playoff picture in the Dream Takes first annual playoff breakdown it's a two-part series where we're going to uh record two different shows one breaking down the western conference playoff picture and the second being the eastern conference uh playoff picture so tonight we will be doing the western conference unfortunately our houston rockets are not uh in the playoffs this year unfortunately however uh we are going to be uh, hanging out for, you know, 45-ish minutes tonight. If you find us here on Locker Room, come crack open a, a cold beer, a soda, and, and let's talk some some playoff basketball. Um, I'm honestly here to talk about any teams of any fans that would like to join the show. If you, even if it's not the Western Conference uh, playoffs you want to discuss, I am here to discuss each side of the bracket. So come in, uh, hang out with me if you would like to discuss tonight's uh, topics, go ahead and hit the uh, speaker request button and we will bring you on to the show here at SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Take podcast. So let's first discuss the two playing games. First of all, the playing game scenario. I know LeBron, you know, I want to cry about everything. James was thoroughly upset about the playing game and it's weak. To me, if you want my honest opinion, uh, I think it's weak that he cries and whines about everything. However, you look at this play-in scenario that the NBA has instituted uh, in full this year. For people who don't know what it is, it's basically if you were a top six team in the West or the East, you got an automatic uh, bid into the playoffs. And what the the NBA has done is they've taken the 7, 8, 9, 10 seeds and 7 plays 8 and 8 and 9 plays 10. In the 7-8 matchup, which is the Lakers against the Warriors, if whoever wins that game automatically gets into the playoffs and has a seven-game series against the Phoenix Suns. If you lose that game, you go into another play-in game, I believe on Friday, and they will play – the winner of the Memphis Grizzlies-San Antonio Spurs game, 
which looks like it's going to be the Memphis Grizzlies. And then the winner of that game gets to play the number one seed, the Utah Jazz. This feeling of the you, you're adding two extra teams to basically play in a four-game playoff feels very 2021 to me, quite honestly. If you look at the – why can't you just take the top eight teams – and just make the playoffs. Like, it feels like the NBA, and I totally understand why the NBA is doing this, and it's because the NBA is losing ground viewership-wise to the NFL, and people are going to be like, oh, that's crazy. How are they losing, you know, viewership to the NFL? Look at the scheduling starting next year. The NFL is now playing games on – Christmas Day. Um, and, and, and Christmas Day is typically the NBA's day. The NBA has had to figure out, um, you know, a way to um, keep pace with today's viewership. When you talk about today's viewership, how are they watching games and why are they watching games? Well, now more than ever, people are watching games on the run. They want games that are exciting. They want they want games that people look at and they say, wow, that, that's an intriguing game. Honestly, tonight's game after the Memphis Grizzlies and San Antonio Spurs play, the, the Lakers and the Warriors game is going to be one of the, the premier games of this season. Um, and while we are talking here, we are actually going to go live to our Facebook page, the Dream Shake on Facebook. So if you guys are listening to the show, we are going to cross our paths of viewership. So if you guys will hang tight for a few minutes. Once again, this is an episode of the Dream Shakes, the Dream Take podcast live here on Locker Room. We are also going to go live here on Facebook. So once again, we will get to the Western Conference breakdown in part one of part two of our series talking all things NBA playoffs. Facebook, good to see you. If you guys have any comments or you have anything you would like discussed on tonight's show, please let me know. But we are in the midst of talking about uh, the NBA playoffs here in the Western Conference. Now, getting back to the, the playing games from tonight, the NBA could not have asked for a better scenario for them when it comes to this playing tournament because you look at the Lakers – Golden State game. It's a one-game playoff that whoever wins that matchup goes to the, you know, they're in the playoffs playing the Phoenix Suns. You talk about the Lakers with Anthony Davis, and you've got LeBron James, obviously. Then you look at the Golden State Warriors, and the Golden State Warriors have Steph Curry. They have Draymond Green. uh, They've got Andrew Wiggins. There's a lot of star power. Now, Andrew Wiggins is not a star by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, however, you look at what this game means for the NBA, this should be a ratings bonanza. I mean, this, this, but it's at 9 o'clock, so that may affect the viewership on this game somewhat. However, uh, the, I mean, the NBA lucked out. And look, I hate both teams. You want my honest opinion uh, on the Western Conference playoffs? And yes. I will, I will be 100% transparent and say that I am a disgruntled Rockets fan that wishes the Rockets were in the playoffs. When you talk about Lakers-Warriors, I think the Lakers win this game. 
easily. I think they probably win this game by at least six to seven points because the NBA needs the Lakers in the second round. They are in the in the playoffs. They just they, they need it. They they their ratings go up when Lacroy James is playing in the playoffs. It's just a fact. Um, so I've got the in that matchup though. It's very interesting because the the Warriors. Steph Curry's a fantastic basketball player. There, there's no way around that. And what he's done this year is impressive. But at the end of the day, he led his team to the eighth best record in the West. Now, he did lose Klay Thompson. If they had Klay Thompson, would they be a higher seed in the West? Yeah, probably. I, I don't I don't doubt that they would have uh, a much better record in the West. But it, ju- it turns out. And look at San Antonio. San Antonio is making a comeback here. Uh, against the Memphis Grizzlies, seven minutes left in the fourth quarter, San Antonio up 80 to 79, furthering the premise that uh, Greg Popovich is in the top five coaches of all time. Uh, he's probably in the top three, uh, but this is going to be a great game. So if you guys are, while listening to this show, obviously, turn on ESPN to catch the end of the Memphis-San Antonio uh, game. So we talked about Lakers-Golden State. Let's look at, we'll go from the, the top down. Uh, the number one seed in the Western Conference, the Utah Jazz, who I hate the Utah Jazz too. It, it's very intriguing to me that the, uh, I mean, the majority of the teams in the Western Conference playoffs, I, I hate. Uh, I'm not rooting for anybody. I hate the people that, when I say hate the people, I mean, I don't hate the, you know, I don't hate anybody, but sports hate. I sports hate people that, will say, well, you live in Texas, so you must root for the the Mavericks and the Spurs if your team is out of the playoffs. Uh, No, that's not happening. I don't understand people who can say, uh, oh, the Rockets are out. I'm going to root for the Mavericks. Uh, No. I hope the the Mavericks lose in the first round. I hope the Jazz lose in the first round. Um, But looking at the Utah Jazz, the Utah Jazz, to me – are they're look, they're the number one seed. They had a fantastic regular season. At the end of the day, I still think they're the second best team in the West. Uh, I think, look, I, the the second round matchup when you're looking at if Utah can find a way to beat either the, the Memphis Grizzlies or the San Antonio Spurs, which I believe they will. I truly believe that the, the Jazz will not lose in the first round. There's no way the Jazz lose to the Memphis Grizzlies or – uh, the the San Antonio Spurs. It just won't happen. It, it's not something that is conceivable. Is it possible? Maybe, possibly, uh, but I don't think it'll happen. When you look at their road to the NBA Finals, in the fourth, they're on the the side of the bracket that's got the Clippers and they've got the the Mavericks. the The Clippers Mavericks series is all about Luka Doncic and how well he can lead his team against a Clippers team that I think is the best team in the West. When you talk about from the top down, player for player, I believe that the L.A. Clippers, the Los Angeles Clippers, are the best team in the Western Conference. You, you've got everything you need on this team in order to contend for an NBA championship. Uh, you're led by Kawhi Leonard, 24.8 points per game. He can rebound. He's by far the two, the best two-way player in the game. That That's how I see it. 
I don't see that changing in the NBA playoffs at any stretch. You also have Paul George. Paul George has been known to choke in the playoffs, kind of like James Harden. And now James Harden is no longer a rocket, so I can say that. I don't fully believe it now that I've said it coming out of my mouth. However, we'll go with the premise. Uh, You've got Marcus Morris. You've got uh, Rajon Rondo. You've got uh, Ivica Zubac, who Reggie Jack, like you score, you've got scores. You've got Serge Ibaka. They have enough, especially on the wing position, the the three, four to contend with anybody. Uh, Dallas, I don't believe plays good enough defense to stay in this series. I just don't. I, I do. I, I love Luka Doncic. I think Luka Doncic is a, a super, a bona fide superstar in this league. Uh, when you look at their team, led by Doncic, they do have Kristaps Porzingis, who's averaging 20 points per game, along with 8.9 uh, rebounds. They've got Tim Hardaway Jr. They've got Jalen Brunson. They've got Josh Richardson, Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxi Kleebler. Like, they have dudes who can score. I don't believe they play good enough defense to play with the Clippers. I feel like the Clippers will blow them out at least two games. I think they will beat the Mavericks by at least 10 points in two games. Uh, I think that the I'm taking the the Clippers in I'm going to take the Clippers in 5 games. I don't think the the Mavericks have enough defensively to play with the Clippers. If the Clippers are playing at their best level, the Clippers are the best three-point shooting team in the league. I think that's going to come into play in the the playoffs, especially in the first round, especially against the Dallas team that wants to run and gun and play they want to play fast. They average 112.4 points per game. I don't believe this is the year that Luka moves on to the second round, which for as many people as that want to say that he's the next coming of Jordan, which I have seen a good number of people say, he still hasn't been out of the first round. Now, his, his career is extremely young. Dallas is a team I would say is on the rise. I think they're a good team. I don't think they're a great team. Uh, hot take number one of the night. I feel like they're going to look to move on from Rick Carlisle in the next three years if he doesn't find a way to get out of the first round. Rick Carlisle's been there forever. Now, people forget, uh, maybe people don't forget, or maybe people just don't know that he led the team to an NBA championship, which is great. That was back when Dirk Nowitzki was there and Michael Finley and, and guys like that. It's been a while since he's been uh, in the NBA championship picture. So a guy like Mark Cuban, who owns the Dallas Mavericks, is not a guy that is going to just sit on his laurels and is going to is OK being, you know, just going to the playoffs. Yeah, they got it. The fifth seed this year It's fantastic. That's good. I mean, it's good for good for Rick Carlisle and good for the Mavericks. But they've got to do more than just get the five seed in the Western Conference and get to the uh, just get to the playoffs and and just participate. You know, Mark Cuban is not in the business of participation trophies. So that's an interesting uh, matchup. I don't feel like it's going to be the premier uh, matchup in the first round, but my official prediction is uh, Clippers in five games. Uh, Now, no matter who Utah plays, whether it's Memphis or whether it's San Antonio, uh, I'm going to go Utah 
and I will take them in five games as well. Uh, between Memphis and San Antonio, I feel like San Antonio would not give Utah as good a, a run in the first round. Uh, I would be very intrigued to see the Memphis Grizzlies end up in the first round matchup against the Utah Jazz uh, for a couple reasons. When you look at Memphis top to bottom, right, it all starts with Jean Moran, who's Jean Moran uh, out of Murray State. I am Ron Burgundy. Um, I feel like when you look at the Memphis Grizzlies, the Memphis Grizzlies, it all starts with Jean Moran. But you also look at a guy like uh, a Jonas Valanciunas, uh, who's also uh, on the team, that I think he would be an intriguing matchup for a guy like Rudy Gobert. They've also got some good wing players in Dylan Brooks. Uh, I'm trying to pull up the stats here on the ESPN for the Memphis Grizzlies. However, I'm having a little bit of a hard time. So uh, we'll work through this uh, together. Uh, once again, if you are joining us here on Locker Room, come hang out with us, talk some NBA uh, Western Conference playoffs here with us on a beautiful Wednesday uh, evening. So uh, looking at that matchup, Memphis against Utah, no matter who it is, uh, Mike, thank you so much for joining the room. If you have anything you'd like to talk about here uh, as it pertains to the NBA playoffs, go ahead and hit that speaker request, and we would love to have you on the show, my man. Uh, so I'm going to go Utah five games. However, I would much rather see the Memphis Grizzlies in that first round matchup against the Utah Jazz. Now, let's move to the three versus six matchup, the Denver Nuggets against the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, this is probably uh, my second most intriguing matchup of the first round. Uh, and I say that for a couple of reasons. Number one, I feel like with Denver without uh, Jamal Murray, they're not they're not a threat to the title, uh, which which feels a little weird to say because they do have the MVP uh, for this year on their roster in Nikola Jokic. I mean Nikola Jokic, aka the Joker, is just a very special basketball player. I mean the guy is seven foot tall. He averages ten point eight rebounds per game, 26.4 points, 8.3 assists, 1.3 steals. Like, this guy just does everything. I mean, there's nothing that this guy cannot do for your team. And he's, he's just a pleasure to watch. Now, does he cry to the refs a little bit too much? Yeah, but every superstar does. As a fan of the Houston Rockets, we saw, we've seen James Harden and Eric Gordon do this for years. Uh, love them, but they still do it. Now, when you look at the rest of the Denver Nuggets, you, Jamal Murray being out for the year is a championship uh, aspiration killer on the whole for the Nuggets. Uh, now, you've got a guy like Michael Porter Jr., only been in the league a couple years, special talent, 19 points per game, does have 7.3 uh, rebounds per game that he averages as well. Uh, great shooter, can fill it up at any time. you got Will Barton, you've got Monty Morris, Aaron Gordon, who's been, I'll call, underwhelming uh, since coming to the Denver Nuggets as a part of that NBA uh, trade deadline deal for the Nuggets. Uh, they've got, look, they've, they've got some other nice pieces. Uh, but when you look at Portland, Portland is, Portland is, 
is intri- is I hate to use the word intriguing again. You got to feel like if Portland cannot figure out how to get, I mean, even if they get out of the first round, if you're Damian Lillard and you're CJ McCollum and you've been there your entire careers, what else can you do in Portland? I mean, Portland got them a really nice piece at the deadline in Norman Powell from the Toronto Raptors. Uh, they've got Gary Trent uh, Jr. You've got Carmelo Anthony. Uh, you've got Joseph Nurkic. You've got Enos Cantor. You've got Robert Covington. So if you're Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum looking at this roster, the difference between last year and this year, they've acquired Norman Powell. They acquired uh, Robert Covington to give them some uh, length on the perimeter when you're going up against you know, in a team like Port, in a team like Denver, you would typically put a guy like Covington on Jamal Murray. Um, Nurkic is going to have to play extremely big against Jokic. I feel like Jokic is too much, and I feel like the power that they have behind the scoring power, I should say, behind Jokic. When you've got uh, guys like uh, Michael Porter Jr., you've got Will Barton. I think they have just enough offensively to play with uh, Portland. I feel like Mike Malone and Terry Stotts, it's a good matchup uh, coaching-wise as well. My official prediction is I'm going to go Denver in six. I don't feel like Portland plays good enough defense. I just don't. I I feel like they play an adequate amount of defense, but I don't think they have anybody that can play with Jokic. If if you're talking about throwing Nurkic and then cancer at Jokic, like good luck. I mean, Jokic will tear apart Enos Cancer limb from limb. Uh, Cantor, good uh, option offensively, does some good things on the glass for uh, the Blazers. But I honestly feel like they they have nothing to go against Jokic significantly. Now, when you look at the backcourt, the backcourt is where Portland can take over this series in, in a matter of seconds. When you're talking about having the likes of C.J. McCollum and um, C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard. And do not be surprised if they lose this series to Denver. I know this is crazy. I I think they're going to start looking at getting rid of Terry Stotts too. Because Terry Stotts has been there for forever. The farthest that he has been with the the Portland Trailblazers has been to the Western Conference Finals. And I'm trying to figure out how long. So Terry Stotts has been... Uh, the head coach of the Portland Trailblazers since the 2012-2013 season. Um, now, in all of those seasons, he's made it to the Western Conference Finals once. He's never won more than 60 games. So what is that? That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine seasons that you're going to have a guy as your head coach never made it to the NBA Finals. And the one time that he did make it to the Conference Finals, he got embarrassed by the Golden State Warriors. So I think management in Portland is going to take a really hard look at number one, this roster, because they're paying a ton of money to this roster, paying guys like Damian Lillard and guys like uh, CJ McCollum. You look at this roster and you say, how good are we? How good can we be moving forward? Depending on what they do in the playoffs uh, this year, daunting task for the Portland Trailblazers this year. And if they don't perform at their highest abilities, I think you're going to see major changes inside of the Blazers organization. Now, moving to the last round here in the first round, this is going to be the, the, the most intriguing matchup. 
period, end of story. I, I will call it, this is the most intriguing matchup in the West or the East in the first round. And that is the Phoenix Suns matching up with either the um, Los Angeles Lakers or the Golden State Warriors. Now, in tonight's playing game at 9 o'clock, which is going to be a cannot-miss game. This is, like we talked about at the top of the show, the NBA has not had too many must-watch games this year. They, you know, the and, it, and it's honestly because of a lot of factors. Number one, I think a lot of people were turned off, whether this is right or whether it's wrong, it's the facts. When the NBA last season made a, a conscious effort to be at the forefront of dealing with social issues, you know, the social issue, a broad range of social issues, we'll call it. it. It was, that was a big move. That was a ballsy move by the league. While I agree to a certain extent with what they did, attacking that forefront as head on as they did, a lot of people did not. And I think a lot of people stopped watching basketball because of that. Now, the NBA is still my favorite sport to cover, period, end of story. And I watch a lot more basketball than probably a lot of other people out there. But tonight's playing game, I think, is one of the, the first, not first, one of the only must-watch games on the NBA schedule this entire season. Uh, while the, the Golden State Warriors do not have Clay Thompson because he's out for the year, you've got Steph Curry who's playing the game at the, his highest level. Uh, in his entire career, his hall, first ballot Hall of Fame career. While I think he's still overrated uh, to a certain extent, I think he's a great basketball player. I think he's absolutely fantastic at what he does. I think he's the greatest pure shooter to ever play the game of basketball. You've got him. You've got Draymond Green. Uh, they The Warriors are also missing James Weissman, uh, their, their top five pick from the University of Memphis, who was playing good basketball before he got hurt uh, this uh, earlier this season, you've got for the Lakers, you've got LeBron James, you've got Anthony Davis, uh, you've got uh, a good, the Lakers are a really good team and the Lakers are an immediate draw for, for anybody because they have such a, you know, a broad fan base, you know, especially the, the bandwagon fans that, you know, were Clippers fans, but now they're Lakers fans because they live in LA and they got LeBron James and Anthony Davis, including those fans. So, uh, that's a huge game tonight. But you look at whoever wins that game is going to be able to play the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns are the best redemption story in the league. Not even close. Um, you're talking about, you know, Chris Paul. You've got DeAndre Ayton. You've got Devin Booker. You've got uh, Mikhail uh, Bridges, who's having a great game. Uh, but you talk about the lethal backcourt of uh, Devin Booker and Chris Paul. Can you imagine what the first-round matchup is going to be like? They've got Coach of the Year. In my opinion, Monty Williams, who's done a great job with that, that Phoenix team. You know, can you imagine a first-round matchup between the Phoenix Suns and Los, the Los Angeles Lakers? I mean, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, Anthony Davis, uh, Anthony da uh, LeBron James. I mean, firepower out the wazoo. Um, so let's go ahead and assume that the Lakers are going to beat the Warriors tonight. Uh, to become the seven seed, I, I'm I'm I said this on the Dream Shakes the Dream Take podcast this entire uh, last month month and a half of the season. 
I do not believe the Los Angeles Lakers make it to the Western Conference Finals. I don't believe in the Lakers this year. I think LeBron is hurt. I think his ankle is a lot more injured than he wants people to believe. Uh, I believe Anthony Davis is good for at least one injury a series. So I feel like if that happens at all, Phoenix will run them out of the gym. Because when you talk about the Los Angeles Lakers and what they have, um, you know, behind their two stars, now they, they've got some dudes. You know, you, you talk about Dennis Schroeder, who's, play, who's averaging 15.4 points per game. Uh, he, uh, he doesn't play a lick of defense. Uh, you talk about Montrez Harrell, 13.5 points uh, per game. Great guy coming off of their bench. Big fan of his. Uh, I think that Montrez Harrell, if he draws the assignment, um, or excuse me, they're probably going to start Drummond if they make it to this series. Andre Drummond, their, their free agent pickup uh, from the Pistons, who gravy trained his way uh, to the Los Angeles Lakers because he thinks that they, they give him a great shot at a title, which they do. Uh, it's sad that today's NBA, that's what it's come to, but that's what it's come to. So Andre Drummond, I feel like, is a good matchup for DeAndre Ayton. I still feel like DeAndre Ayton has a good chance at – Andre Drummond is not known as a, a big defensive stopper. He's known as a guy who can put the ball, you know, in the hoop at, at any given time, good rebounder, not the greatest defender. Uh, but where I feel like uh, they also have Kyle Kuzma, who's averaging 13 points, uh, per game this season. Uh, you've got Contavious Caldwell-Pope. You've got Taylor Horton-Tucker. You've got Ben McLemore, Rockets legend, uh, that it will give them some some good minutes. Um, but honestly, I, I look at that series, and I, I think Chris Paul is a game changer for the Phoenix Suns. Uh, I feel like that backcourt of Chris Paul and Devin Booker will eat the Los Angeles Lakers alive. Uh, now, when you talk about uh, the Phoenix Suns, you know, we talked about their roster a little bit. Uh, but one of the huge acquisitions uh, for them this offseason was getting a guy like Jay Crowder. Now, Jay Crowder is a guy that they picked up uh, from the Miami Heat, uh, who, were, who was on the team when they made their run to the NBA Finals last year in, in the bubble. I feel like he's a good pickup for them. Now, the... The, the Suns will struggle, just like every other team in the league struggles, with their ability to play and defend Anthony Davis. Uh, 100%. Totally understand that. However, I, the Lakers have no answers for the backcourt of the Phoenix Suns. Uh, I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to put Alex Caruso? Yes, the Alex Caruso that made me internet famous because of 16 points. It's, it's still the same thing. I still hate Alex Caruso. I still think he's overrated. Um, he's, a good, he's a nice player. Would I like him on the Rockets? Sure, why not? I mean, at this point, I feel like anybody could play uh, on the Rockets uh, roster next year. Uh, my official prediction uh, is going to be the Phoenix Suns in six games. Uh, I feel like the Suns in six uh, over the Los Angeles Lakers, as much as the – uh, as much as the, the media would hate that and hate losing LeBron James because he's an automatic draw and so is you know just Laker fan base as a whole would love to see LeBron James moving on in the second round. I know how much the refs want LeBron James in the in the NBA finals because the, the bigger the, 
the league numbers are, the more that everybody in the league makes. So not to say that the refs are going to give favorable calls. <laughs> yes, I am. Um, but I'm going to go the Phoenix Suns. So we look at the second round. We would have the Utah Jazz match up with the Los Angeles Clippers. We would have the Denver Nuggets match up with the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Jazz Clippers. I'm going to go Clippers. I'm going to go Clippers in seven. I Look, I like the Clippers. And I'm not a, I'm not a huge believer in the Jazz. I think the Jazz were a great regular season team. When you move on in the playoffs, the playoffs are a completely different animal. I think the uh, Angelito has joined the the crew here on Facebook. What's up, my man? Good, always good to hear from you. Um, I think that the Clippers have too much offensive playoff power for the Jazz. I just don't believe. I don't believe the Jazz are going to play this. Be able to play the same way in the playoffs as they did in the regular season. I don't believe it's going to be as easy for them in the playoffs as it is uh, in in the regular season. I feel like Kawhi Leonard would dominate whoever the Jazz put on him, whether it be Bogdan Bogdanovich, whether it be Joe Ingles. I, I just, I whether it's, Don, even if it's Donovan Mitchell, I don't know if you're the Jazz, if you're willing to put Donovan Mitchell. They have to contend with two wing superstars. They have to contend with, uh, they have to be able to contend with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. So until I get proven otherwise by the Jazz, I'm going to take them in the first round. I'm not taking them in the second round against the Clippers. I'm going to take the Clippers over the Jazz in seven games. Uh, second round, Phoenix against Denver. I'm going to go with Phoenix because Denver does not have Jamal Murray. If Denver had Jamal Murray, it would be a totally different story uh, to me. But I'm going to take the Suns in six games, moving on to the Western Conference Finals against the Los Angeles Clippers. And when you look at the the NBA, uh, the Western Conference Finals, the Clippers and the Suns, I mean, how fitting is it that who gets to go to the NBA Finals? The Los Angeles Clippers, who have been plagued by the Clipper curse for years, whether it was the Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, and DeAndre Jordan-led team that had the Rockets down 3-1 in the second round, uh, God, five or six years ago, it feels like, and blew that 3-1 lead, and the Rockets end up going to the Western Conference Finals against Chris Paul, who has never been able to get his team over the hump. He just has never been able to do it, and he's got his best chance since being a Houston Rocket with the Phoenix Suns again. If Paul George can get out of his own way mentally and realize how bad of a man he is and how much he can take over a game at a, a moment's notice, the Clippers are the best three-point percentage shooting team in the entire league. That is going to translate to the NBA playoffs. And I I believe because the, the Clippers, look, I, I, you do not want to go to a seventh game. My official prediction coming out of the Western Conference this year is the Los Angeles Clippers in six games. Uh, fantastic story in Phoenix for what they've been able to do this year. That, that turnaround is, is amazing. I hope the Rockets have as quick a turnaround when they start their offseason program and start to get some of those pieces into their uh, program. 
Uh, but I'm a big Clippers guy. I am hell-bent on the Clippers make it to the NBA Finals because, uh, look, I, I think Ty Lue is, is a good dude. I, I would be happy for him. I think Steve Ballmer, their owner, has done an incredible job at putting his money where his mouth is. I mean, he's building the Clippers, their own stadium, for God's sake. Uh, they signed all of these free agents. You know, they've signed, they, they acquired Kawhi Leonard. They acquired Paul George. I mean, Steve Ballmer is doing Clipper Nation right and making them proud by making the moves that he's making. <coughs> Tillman Fertitta, uh, take note. Uh, so that will do it for tonight's episode. Thank you all so much. We will be back uh, Friday night. We're going to try and get uh, Ray Lucas to come uh, hop in on Locker Room, and we'll get uh, some more uh, fan interaction. I feel like it was just a lot of me tonight. So uh, make sure to check out uh, our show. We'll go ahead and, and let you all know where uh, we end up on Friday night, but it will be a, a rather later show. So let's call it a, a nine, I believe a nine o'clock start uh, Friday uh, night uh, for the part two of our first annual, uh, the dream shakes the dream take uh, playoff breakdown. We will cover the Eastern conference on Friday night. So make sure you come uh, check us out uh, for that. This has been another episode of SB nations. The dream shakes the dream take uh, podcast. Uh, make sure to check out uh, the dream shake on Twitter at dream shake SBN. You can check out the dream take on Twitter at the dream take my personal Twitter on face or excuse me on Twitter is at BSW podcast underscore MB. Make sure to give my co-pilot the uh, forever talented Mr. Jeremy Brenner a follow on Twitter at J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. Check out the Dream Shake on Facebook at the Dream Shake. We will see you guys Friday night. And until next time, good Rockets. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical.